Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mother Days. (laughs) You're Sarah Wright Olson, and I. I'm Sarah Wright Olson. Teresa Palmer. Yeah. You are indeed. I am indeed. I am uh, currently in a hotel on about the 59th floor. And oh, it's kind of high up there. It is. It is. (laughs) Beautiful view. But then the moment I walk too close to the window, I'm like, I feel tingles. This doesn't feel comfortable. <laughs> well, we can hear you and see you beautifully. Oh, I just saw you putting on my uh, Bayo Bear Tint uh, all over your gorgeous rosy lips there. So, well, Oh, and your cheeks. My cheeks. Look, my eyelids. <laughs> Doing like a, a last minute little um, makeup session before we start the session. <laughs> I had uh, a big day yesterday. I was mm. at this fashion event. And it's just one of those things where I bumped into an old friend and we were like BFFs at school. And so we just were reminiscing yes. about the funniest things. I haven't seen her in many, many years. Um, and I was just kind of pounding the wine that they kept refilling, like the waiter would walk by and like refill. So I'm in the middle of these like animated stories, like just pounding wine. And then I realized like, woo, I'm feeling pretty drunk. Um, <laughs> but there was still about an hour and a half left of the event and I was like, no, well, I guess I'll just have another <laughs> champagne. Um, but then we had a second event last night. And because Mark hadn't been out during the day, he was like, oh, like, let's go to this event. You should let loose, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, he's like, you should have a drink, like have another drink. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so he like poured me like a really beautiful bottle of wine here, like Penfold Grange. And uh, I drank again at nighttime. So it was like a full day (laughs) of drinking and I've woken up. Can you hear my voice? I literally just like straight away woke up with a gallon of snot in my face. Oh, no. I thought you sounded maybe like a little bit stuffy, but. um, Oh, my God. It was from yesterday. (laughs) Winter, our two-year-old woke up. uh, Well, actually, Truthfully, she didn't sleep last night, so it was um, an entire night of me sitting upright, holding her up, and every time she'd like fall asleep, she would be really snotty, and then um, I would like fall asleep with my neck backwards against like the headboard and sort of sideways, and I couldn't gather enough pillows in the bed to make myself comfortable, so I was just kind of like trying to hold her upright and then also kept falling asleep in this horrible way. And at some point, I just like open my eyes and I grab my phone. It's like four o'clock in the morning. And I texted Eric because I'm like in the morning, he'll see his phone and I want him to take the baby so I can sleep so that I can sleep. And it just so happened that like she actually fell into a deep sleep at like 5 a.m. or something. So her and I were like passed out when he woke up. (laughs) It was horrible. It was really bad. So you and Winter both have a stuffy nose. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. 
So what could future you do with more cash back? Uh, splurge on some fancy champagne with the gals or order fine dining to the house and watch a good true crime doco. Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cars, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prairie's been doing that. I don't know what it is. She's my one of all the kids that doesn't sleep great. Like for the first three, I'm like, oh, yeah, co-sleeping. Yeah, it's amazing. With Prairie, the moment Mark even rolls over like a centimeter, she's like, mama, like middle of the night. And then leans over, gives me a kiss on my shoulder in the middle of the night. And then wow. sucks on my boob, like two hands around boob, like sucking like it's a bottle <laughs> all night long. I'm telling you. So not a chance can you actually sleep because you have no. someone like gripping onto your boob the whole night. So you're just Ooh, wide awake. Grip. and <laughs> I love it. I know. And Mark's like, Thank Mark's you. like, I definitely get the same amount of sleep as you do. I was like, absolutely not. He said this this morning. I was like, I have to somehow figure out how to sleep while there's this little mouth like pulling and sucking on my nipple. I just somehow <laughs> fold that into like my dreams and just be like, yes. oh, this is just mm-hmm. a part of my nighttime experience. I'm a mother golden retriever and this is one of my seven puppies <laughs> sucking on my teats and oh my uh, I'm just going to lick my paws and go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> just so wild. I was like, wait, it's you insane. cannot claim that we have the same amount of sleep. There's absolutely no, no way. Yes. When she wakes up and goes, mama, I know it wakes us both up, but I'm awake while you're snoring off to the side. That's correct. With yes. a nipple in the mouth. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a hundred percent. That's, there's no, you cannot claim anything cannot step over the line when it comes to sleep. Just don't ever tell a mom who co-sleeps and breastfeeds that you're tired. Just don't do it. It's done. It's a. I'm just gonna put that out there. Don't say I'm tired because um, I just don't know a day when I'm not tired. So, and I had a great, wonderful, my dear Sonia, my friend and nanny, um, who told me at the beginning of like the year two. I think it was like two years ago. She's like, I'm really being very um, thoughtful about my I am. So instead of like saying I am tired, it's like. I'm I'm feeling tired, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not tired, you know? I'm feeling tired. So it's like, oh okay, God. I feel this way and feelings come and go. So this isn't who I am. The feelings come and go That's right. and I'm going to be okay. And I was like, oh, I need that because so many times do I wake up and I'm like, oh, I am tired. And I just carry that weight of it throughout yes. my day. And I'm like, no, I don't want to carry that. I want to like 
eat my breakfast, drink my coffee and be like, it's okay. Tonight I am going to sleep a little bit more mm-hmm. than I did last night. <laughs> and do you find, this is what I find, like in the moment, like just now, because it's really early here. It's not that early. Yes. It's like 7.15, but still. <laughs> when we woke up at 5.45 an hour and a bit ago, in the moment I'm like, oh, my God, how am I going to get up? Like, uh, I woke up, I had this really sore throat. Like my face is oh. so puffy. I'm like, oh, God, this is a nightmare. Oh, dear. But yes, I feel like after about 20 minutes of just lying, if I can just lie in bed for 20 minutes, that mm-hmm. sort of helps ease me into the day where right now I don't actually feel that tired, even though I know I didn't have a lot of sleep. I'm like, I'm actually okay. Somehow our bodies are so resilient. We figure out putting one foot in front of the other, no matter how tired we are. <laughs> it's true. And I do say, and I say this a lot, a shower fixes everything. If I get up in the morning and I take a shower and I let the hot water hit my face and I get my day going, like feeling clean and refreshed and smelling that soap, I'm like, okay, I got this. I might have had three collective hours of sleep last night, but I, this is it. I'm doing it. This is happening. I did not let the shower hit my face because I thought any of the old makeup that I did not wash <laughs> off my face last night <laughs> will really help for this podcast. Oh, my and God. And now looking at myself, I was like, Nope, you definitely could have wiped that makeup off. It is pretty non-existent and you look horrendous, but that's okay. Embracing. No. (laughs) That's amazing. But also, okay, I am team and we need to, we definitely need to put this out here. I am team wash your face, brush your teeth every single night before bed and a splash of water in the morning and not a chance would I ever go to sleep with mascara or a touch of blush or anything on my face. Is that you? Mm, depends on the last night. I was so tired. <laughs> I ripped off fake eyelashes and like threw them off the side of the bed. And that was about it. That's as far as uh-huh. I got. And I was up posting for the mother days. Mm-hmm. I got to get this post out. I got to get it out. Posted and was like, <laughs> like fell asleep, phone in hand. But also I'd had a number of bevos. And I feel like typically I do and I just put, I'm such an oil on, oil off gal. Chuck the oil on, take the makeup off, but then the oil's still on the skin, which is really nice, which is why I really like products. Um, And that's kind of all I generally do before bed. Mm -hmm. Probably don't brush my teeth before bed, to be fair. (laughs) I usually only brush my teeth before I'm going out to meet someone. (laughs) Which means if I'm having a home day sometimes. <laughs> oh my gosh. You are. Okay. So my brother was the same way growing up and he like never brushed his teeth. His teeth are pearly white and he never had a cavity. I was diligent at brushing my teeth constantly, brush them in the morning, brush them at night, brush them sometimes before I went out to like go somewhere. And also I'm not a perfect flosser, but I do like to flosh occasionally. I've had so many cavities you guys like and I'm not like a crazy sugar eater or late night eater or anything I've had probably 20 cavities does it have anything to do with the experimental dental products that were used on your teeth (laughs) (laughs) weird that I've never put those two things together (laughs) the 
a guinea pig. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The question is, was it that you had so many cavities or did all the dentists that your mom worked for just wanted to fill your teeth up with silver at the time? Because, yeah. oh my gosh, they just practiced on you. They practiced on me. Yeah, I was a child that got practiced on a lot, which is why I'm so terrified sitting in the dentist chair nowadays and get a lot of anxiety and sweat over it. And I cancel every appointment, every dental appointment. It takes me (laughs) three years to get back to the dentist every time because I'm like, okay, I'm going to be great this time. It's going to be six months and I'm going to do it. And then six months rolls around and they're like, okay, your appointment's on Thursday. And I'm like, I can't make it. I can't be there. And then I'm like, I got to floss again. Okay, I got to move my appointment. And then I don't show up again. And I'm like, if my dentist is listening right now, I'm really sorry. I just get so scared. They were all excuses. (laughs) None of it was real. None of it was real. Oh, my God. And it's like, keep blaming COVID. I'm like, I don't want to get in there with everybody's mouths open. Like, (laughs) no, I need to go. It's not good. Oh, my God. I don't even know if I have a dentist. Am I? <laughs> Someone asked me, "Who's your dentist?" I'm like, I don't know. I've dabbled. I dabbled a bit over here. Dabbled a dabble. over there. Like oh my, my friend gosh. Chantel, her husband Al is a dentist, and I'll get those. I'll get those little <laughs> things on my phone, being like, "You're due for the next appointment." Like, press Y Whoops. if you're coming in. Press N if you're not. I'm always like N. And I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, sorry, Feral. I'm a bit of a pest. It's really bad. It's actually really bad. And somebody is going to write to us. And please do, because I want all the tips. Um, someone's going to write to us and they're going to say, hey, guys, it's really bad for other organs in your body if you let your teeth go. Because it's like bacteria that builds up. And then I don't know the actual makings of it all, and I should, but that bacteria travels elsewhere in the body. And hello, like, what are we doing? We need to be better at this. We need I to know. Be better. We need to be better. My plate it's my is fault. Full. It's, it's all my no fault. No self care. I get so scared. <laughs> um, hey, so today we have an amazing guest, uh, and I'm going to thank you for this, Sarah. This was all your oh doing. Gosh. She was like, "We need to interview." Elise Myers. I know. I, you know, I don't slip into the DMs very often, but when I do, it's usually for women. Actually, pretty much always for women. And it's because I'm a huge fan of theirs. And I'm like, you bring me so much joy. And you know what it is? It's like people that are putting out positivity, light, joy into the world. She is a comedian. She's so amazing. She's a mom so authentic. I'm not the only one who loves her because she's followed by so many gazillions. Um, but um, I slipped into those DMs and I was like, I'm such a massive fan. Please, will you come into, onto our podcast so that we can sit and talk to you for just a minute? And um, we- Because she's not busy or anything. Like she doesn't- But she's not busy. She just launched a podcast that's like, <laughs> I don't know, number one. Number so. one in the world. <laughs> in the world oh my God. of all podcasts. <laughs> I feel so excited that she was like, yeah, sure, I'll do your podcast. Uh, shocked. I'm in shocked. shock. I'm literally sweating right now as we are about to interview her. I just following her before mm-hmm. you suggested her to me. Yeah. I had just started following her probably about a month before. And I was like, who is this radical, cool chick who's so, so real cool. and so grounded and so good for the world? Who is yep. this? And yep. everything that she did, and she's really fast. She's such a fast talker. She's oh, really I know. Witty. I'm like, I, 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 for sure, I'm like half her speed. I know. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh. how her brain functions at that level, I have I no, no idea. idea. 
but she's so intelligence brilliant and i Mm -hmm. think such an incredible role model for young people agreed and including me who i now google what is the age of a middle-aged woman because i was like am i middle-aged yet am i um and i actually googled that the other day but wait am i because i Um, am 39 now actually said 59 59 is middle-aged is middle-aged because I hear I was, okay. I was like, am I middle-aged? I'm 36. I, I think I might be middle-aged now, but no, apparently not. Well, we are going to get to this interview right now, everybody. We're so excited to carry you into our interview with Elise Myers. I can't stand it. Okay. You ready? Here I'm we ready. Go. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. As you guys know, we are we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those frozen pizzas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, A silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. All right, guys, we are a couple of tired mamas and all we do is crave a spa day and we deserve it. We always end up putting ourselves down the very bottom of our to-do list. We jump from one activity to the next and we're always meeting the needs of everyone else around us. I think it is time for a little self-pampering. This Mother's Day, make every day a spa day for all the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature, uplifting, all-natural citrusy scent. I think the greatest and most thoughtful gifts are the gifts that you actually like love yourself, something that you use on yourself. And I love using the Mega Moisture Duo. It makes my skin so glowy. It's like super hydrating, firming, smells amazing. When I give my kids a hug after a bath, they're like, you smell so good. (laughs) It is my absolute favorite gift and such a great gift for Mother's Day. Yes. Folding in self-care is a moment to practice mindfulness, it's self-love, it's compassion. And we all know if you run your battery flat, it's harder to recharge. A consistent body care routine promotes healthy, glowing skin and also supports your mental health. 
Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOTHERDAYS at OSEAMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOTHERDAYS for 10% off. Spring is here and school is coming to a close and life could not be crazier. Um, So one of the things that has helped our family so much on those super packed weekends and weekdays with sports and school and all the things has been Green Chef. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for clean eating, delivering pre-portion and prep quality whole foods. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, responsibly sourced protein, and chef designed recipes in every box. And for our family, we have two people who are gluten-free. So it's been amazing picking out these like gluten-free recipes with the kids. You can find clean meals to suit your lifestyle with preferences like Mediterranean, plant-based, gluten-free, protein-packed, keto, calorie-smart, and gut health. My kids love following along with the Green Chef recipes, pulling them out of the box, looking at the pictures, putting everything together. They put on their little aprons and we do it as a family. It's so fast. It saved us so much time. And it's been something really fun to do together and teach the kids new recipes. You guys can go to greenchef.com slash motherdays50 and use code motherdays50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Go to greenchef.com slash motherdays50 and use code motherdays50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Okay, guys, check out Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Oh my gosh, I can't handle this. First of all, I'm sweating so, so much. You can actually see it on my face. I put oil on for sure, okay? So I have oil on my face, but there's so much sweat happening. I don't know why I decided to wear a sweatshirt today. This is I wore a sweatshirt last minute. I was literally wearing a shirt covered in like graham cracker paste and I just like last two minutes decided to put a sweatshirt on. Wrong move. Was the graham cracker paste from you or from your baby? Both. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you eat whatever's yeah. left over. Like my son is funny. It's He's almost two and literally he still will just make everything into a different consistency than it oh, came no yes. matter what. Love and it. graham crackers are a, a very special type of food that <laughs> turns into this like granulated paste so fast. You're just like, <laughs> this was crunchy two milliseconds ago. Oh so my God. it just, I always end up having it right around here, which is the yep. only thing you see on camera. So it's great. Yep. No, it that's perfect. Great. It's keeping your, it real. Your sweatshirt yeah. is, is gorgeous. Um, and we both uh, screamed I'm, when we saw your face. We both. I went, know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm just such oh a huge God. fan of yours. You're just such a beautiful spirit and light, and everything that you exude into the oh world is just magical. And I know it, it makes you sweaty to hear that too. It but um, I know <laughs> I'm the same. I can't take a compliment. Like I, I, someone started saying something nice to me and I'm like, oh my God. You're like, just stop talking. Like, why breathe. are you doing know, this to please, me? Why are you doing it? Unacceptable. So ear, earmuffs on you. And we got we'll, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like you're feeling when someone says something nice about, oh no, no, no. Like I used to yeah. always just like, no, no, you're actually wrong. That's yeah. all wrong. Yeah. That's completely wrong. But then I'm like, yeah. you have to say, oh, 
thank you. Yeah, you have to shy away from it. You, you, you feel like you have to shy away from it. I've been learning very like quickly that it's actually more uncomfortable to just say no, like don't say that about me than it is to actually just be like, thank you. But thank then when you. you do say thank you, I've noticed some people that like genuinely have this face of like, oh, that was easier than I thought it would be. Like yeah. to compliment someone, it's like actually so hard to compliment it's people. So, hard. so I've been wow. trying to just be like, thank you. I received that. But obviously I'm still working on it. Oh yes. You're, I received that. I remember hearing that in one of your videos um, because I'm a huge fan. Um, <laughs> I should say to everyone, and we already did an intro and we talked so much about how much we love you. Um, but I'm going to, with you on board here, I'm going to say that everybody, we have at least Myers in the house and I can't believe it. <laughs> we made it. Sarah, made I feel it. like we're friends because I use all of the things you send and use your chapstick every <laughs> single day. But every oh God, time I use it, I'm I, I'm not joking. Every day. I'm never buying another chapstick again. Oh. But every time I use your stuff, I'm always like, oh, where's my friend Sarah? Just gave oh, gave it to me out of her purse. Like that's how I feel. I forget oh, we've like yes. never talked. So I'm like, this is actually so bizarre that we were talking for the first time. I know. I t- I was actually saying earlier that I slid into your DMs and the only people that I ever slide into their DMs are women that I just love. That's the that's, thing. Is like, that's amazing. I, I'm like, there's these women that I'm like, wow, you are so awesome. And I love following you and you make me so happy. Yes. And um, my dear friend Sonia actually is the one who first was like, oh my God, have you seen this video about the tacos? You know, it was like so long ago. Yeah. And I was like, uh, no, what are you talking about? And then she shows me your video and I, I'm crying. I can't stop laughing. It's so great. And then we're like showing my husband and everybody. And I think I wrote you somewhere around that time and was like, you're amazing. This oh is so gosh. great. But like everybody already knew that. I was so late to the game. Like I was so late to the game. <laughs> Do you guys know it's actually a year ago today? What? <gasps> is it really? Yeah. Wow. Maybe I was Happy that late to the game then. <laughs> oh, oh, one year ago today. I like had no clue until I launched my podcast and everyone's like, did you mean to do it a year exactly a year after your your taco date and i'm like nope that's <laughs> oh yes so yeah today we're talking it's like okay. the perfect wow. full circle moment that is so the universe like yeah. putting you in this spot it's like you put something out into the world that i'm speaking for you but i'm sure that you were probably like is this what are you yeah. gonna think about this right and then all of a sudden it's like you're here a year later and I mean, I don't want to speak for you again, but your life is transformed, right? Oh, to like a life. whole other, yeah, <laughs> yeah completely different, different life. life. What was that like? What? How do oh. you feel? Like, what are your feelings right now? <laughs> so many things. Like specifically now, now in this season of my life, I could I could have every answer. But I um I remembered actually the night before I posted that video. I, cause I, I would do a thing like every day, and I just love telling stories. And I remembered thinking, I just don't have a good story for tomorrow. And I, I had told the taco story a million times because it's like, I, it was just like the worst date I'd ever been on. And it's kind of a funny <laughs> party story to tell because it's just so crazy. But you tell something so many times, you forget how wild it is to hear it for the first time. Yes. And I genuinely was like, oh, just tell the like taco story. And then the next day I did it and I had just no clue like how much people would latch on. But not just to the story, like I think maybe the way I told it, but also how confused I was that it wasn't like, I didn't know it was crazy. So I just, all of it, I I just was getting this influx of like, are you already famous or are you like, is this your, like, it was very funny, the reaction I got from people. And it was immediately like our life just changed. I was still doing web development. I had a 
brand new baby. He was like fresh oh out, like wow, oh. still just dealing with all that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, content creation was my way of dealing with a lot of postpartum stuff. And so I will be fully honest, I didn't even really have the mental capacity to understand what that kind of like viral moment meant for our family. It definitely uh. wasn't something where I was like, I want to capitalize on this as much as I can. I was like, how do I get this to stop? <laughs> this is actually terrifying. <laughs> that is overwhelming. And yeah. I'm not in a place that like I can handle this. And I just went back to normal life immediately. I kept doing web development. I kept making mm. stories and I tried to be as like normal focused as possible. And it was very quickly that like, you know, opportunity just started coming and I had to really decide what made the most sense for my family as far as like where I was dedicating my time, because it'd be mm. so easy to just get consumed in the opportunity. It's like people wait their whole lives for these things. And I'm saying no, because it happens while my son's taking a bath and I'm not going to miss it. So I'm like, yes, I'll talk to you in a year, you know, or I'll talk to you in two years. Like if that's still something you want to do, great. If it's not, it wasn't meant for me. And there was just a lot of that. It was very weird. Like Ugh. it, yeah, there was, yeah, I could keep talking, but yeah. Were your friends and family like, what is going on? Like, was that? <laughs> it was funny because it happened in a way on TikTok where at that point, really only people that were like much younger or like got like downloaded that app during quarantine, mm -hmm. that was kind of the only like people that were seeing a lot of it. And then my family for sure was like, you know, I'm, the, I'm the youngest by far, far, far. My brother's like 10 years older than me. My dad's not on TikTok. So like it was to two totally separate things. Oh, I don't have friends, but that's not like, a, Oh, I don't have friends. It's like, <laughs> I just don't hang out. I'm like an intro. I, I genuinely don't want a bunch of people around. Yeah. So nobody in my real life, Except for me, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, okay, like, yeah. You be people I can be like, oh, I'll, ch I'll check in with you. And then I can go home and just like absolutely fall apart. It's amazing. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, nobody in my real real personal life knew what was happening. And I kind of just was like, no, I just avoided it. And then my dad found out because he saw me. <laughs> oh my God. He, 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 okay, so he was looking at a photo of me or like something he was looking at Facebook or something and one of his coworkers saw my face on his phone and was like, is that the taco girl? And he's oh, like, no. what? And he's like, the taco girl. And he's like, this is my daughter. And he's like, your daughter's the taco girl? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? And the guy like oh showed God. the video to him. And my dad called me because then on his way like home or when he got home, he saw my face on like the news. <laughs> and he's like, is there anything you need to tell me? But the oh thing is, my. it wasn't like the day it happened. It was like weeks later. Like this story circulated for like wow. a long time. So my family found out by me like being on Ryan Seacrest and on the news. And he's like, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's still, everyone's still really trying to keep up like when I just went home in April for the first time, literally my family didn't see me pregnant. They didn't see me like oh give, have, after giving birth. Like August was a year old before I saw anybody. Yes. And when I came home, I was like, um, things are going to be different. I just need to warn you now. Like um, we probably can't just like go to a restaurant or oh like, God. you know, if we do like maybe we, we call ahead. Like it, like little things that I just don't think they were ready for. And were they um, like, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah sure. hundred <laughs> percent. They were like, like, this is like, who do you think you are? Your head is so big. Oh and my God, I was I just like, it. I have a child and I will do anything to protect him. So if I have to be overkill, like, yeah, great. I will do that. I don't care if I look like I have a big head. 
And, uh, and then we got there and everyone very quickly realized like, oh, okay, this is different than what we thought. Wow. And two, like the, the follow the people that I have that love my videos, it's, a, it's different. It's not like, it's people that come up to me and want to share their entire life story with me and how mm. like meaningful stuff I've said it has meant in their life. And it's mm-hmm. amazing, but it's not like a love your work. It's like a full, yes. like, oh my God, I'm looking in your soul conversation. That's right. And so my family was like, what is happening? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, cause, cause also you're, it's, it's you, like it's your authentic self. I mean, first of all, that's why so many people love you is because you're really just putting out who you are into the world, which is so beautiful. And it's not a character that you've like worked on a little bit, which is another thing that like actors, you know, when we like, you know, perform or whatever, we're like, okay, I'm going to play this like bitch in the house bunny for a little bit. And then when I walk down the street, people are going to think I'm mean, but then they're going to be like, oh, you're such a great villain. And I'm like, cool. See you later. Yeah. And that's it. Right. But then like what you're doing is so different. And then people are going like, ah, like this yeah. is amazing. You are literally helping people. It's so wild. You are offering up so, something so unique, I think, uh, you know, that term influencer, like what you're doing is you are just showing yourself for who you really are and you are sharing parts of your life that make other people feel seen and heard and that it's safe that they had these weird experiences or that they're going through something really challenging and you're making them feel like less alone and that is such a special thing. But, of course, what comes with that is people being like, Help me, Elise. What do you think I should do in this situation? <laughs> yeah. How many DMs do you get a day? <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't. I don't even know. It's like I will sometimes just pick like the top. You can just turn that off. Well, yeah. I, I've like picked a few. Like sometimes I'll go in and just pick the last like five I see, but I can't go through all of them. And sometimes no. it's mostly meant like most of the time it's just therapeutic for someone to send it. It's not always like, yes, I need to see it. And I have Mm -hmm. to get good now at recognizing, like if someone hands me this like four or five page letter of their feelings, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's actually not healthy to like read it. So I have to like hold it. And I'm like, I just like, I'm grateful for it. And then I have Mm -hmm. to sometimes like put it in a drawer and like maybe come back to it later or not at all. And like, I have to learn what is my emotion to like take from somebody and what's mine to just like let them give. And then I don't like take it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a lot, but I'm, I would so much rather have this like scenario happening than, <laughs> you know, not connecting with anybody at all. Yeah. I think that this is a huge, a huge win in every way, but it is a lot to navigate. Were you pregnant over the pandemic? So did you find out like you, okay. Cause yeah. I was too. Yeah, my okay. daughter, yeah, my daughter winter. Um, so I found out in like late 2019 that I was pregnant with her and then like December and then um, the pandemic hit and I hadn't even told anyone I was pregnant yet. Like I was really keeping it close to the chest and my team, like my agents and stuff, I hadn't, I didn't tell them. I was like, maybe I'll go through pilot season and like, and and just be pregnant and see what happens. Yeah. So I didn't tell anyone. And then um, the pandemic hit and I was like, well, I'm kind of just going to keep this close to the chest. And then, you know, it was the same thing where like my mom didn't meet my baby until she was 10, 11 months old. Yeah. 
and she works in uh, she works like a, as a, in a dental office and she never stopped working through the whole thing. So I had a you know similar experience where when I was first like introducing our baby to our family, which is insane. Yeah. Um, it was bananas to like bring uh well and it's my third child, so this is your first child, so that's so different. Like, what was the postpartum experience like for you? And with all this stuff that you talk about in your, you know, TikToks and everything about mental health and like the things that anxiety and stuff like that, I personally know that um, so many, so much of that can come up during postpartum because we have intrusive thoughts and like, you know, all these things. So how did you, like, how did you deal with postpartum and was that why you created, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. I, I like didn't prepare at all for the postpartum world because I had, and I've talked a little bit about this where I felt like when people warned you against, um, or warned you about postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety, all that, like, I didn't understand that was a type of depression. I thought it was a timing. Like that was like a time qualifier for when the (laughs) depression comes, not like, this is going to be different than anything you've ever experienced. (laughs) And I really wrote it off. Like, I didn't really have a lot of, of advice from doctors. Like I had never had like, you should check in with somebody. It, like yeah. I just going back, I'm like, I cannot actually believe this was never brought up to me like by any right. medical professional. Um, and so I pretty much immediately was like thrown into the depths of depression and anxiety in the postpartum recovery scenario. And I don't, really remember a lot of the first six months. Like genuinely, I remember the first car ride home with him to the house. And then like I woke up at six months, like it's just, it was crazy. And, Mm -hmm. um, I really struggled with it. And I, I would like have memories of like this person I used to be before I had a baby of like, (laughs) not like a body thing. It was like, I remembered I used to be funny. Like, where did that person go? You know? Oh, yes. Baby Brian is real. Yeah. Well, even like I'd be in conversation with my husband and I would remember how old Elise would respond in this moment. And I almost felt like I was lying to myself that I would ever feel a way I used to feel and it was weird to know how I used to feel about something, but how I couldn't physically make myself feel then, like even like being chill about stuff. I used to be right. like so calm, like, or, you know, I used to be so decisive. I have never been more indecisive in my life than now. Like <laughs> it never went away. I, if someone presents me with a, with like a decision, I just want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> Every decision. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought that would go away and it didn't. (laughs) And so, yeah, I just, I really struggled with, with reconciling who I was with who I became and who I might go back to being that those three people existed at the same time. And I struggled to kind of remember they're all the same person. So I have to love them all the same. And, um, yeah, creating content was a way that I, I mean, I thought no one was watching, first of all. So I thought I was doing that like, you know, alone. And I I thought I was making stuff that was like, I was telling stories. I was literally doing this to remember who, like things I've done in my life. It was never like to become famous for these things I was saying. It was like, remember that Elise that went on that horrible first date? It's crazy you have a baby now. Like, you remember that? (laughs) And, uh, And then people just connected with it. But yeah, content creation really kind of 
dug me out of the depths of all that in in the most unexpected way. Like a therapy. Oh, yeah. Almost. It was like a way for you to get out your feelings. Or ri- I mean, Teresa and I, we were like writing constantly on, you know, just different experiences. And that was like helping us through different. I mean, the hormone fluctuations are crazy. It's crazy. And that's something that we try to drive home all the time is that when you feel like you don't recognize the person that is going through the motions from day to day after you have a baby, like that's okay. Yeah. I, mean, I remember my husband was like, we were talking at some point after having my first kid and I was breastfeeding at the time and it was like leaking and I just didn't feel sexy or, or anything. You know, I just like, I felt like I smelled really bad all the time. And <laughs> oh my God, I, that doesn't go away by the way. I'm like, the breastfeeding BO. I'm like, what is that? Oh, oh breastfeeding BO. I know. It's like so, such bad hormones. But my husband like kind of came up to me and he was like going to give me a kiss. And I was like, I I don't think I remember. Like what happened before we had this baby? And we had to figure that out again, you know, I for on my side. Yeah. People really don't discuss like the uh, doctors. I mean, they don't tell you like, by the way, this is going to be a journey. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And it might just stay with you and you're going to have to figure out new ways to like figure out who you are. You know, I think so much more than like the hormonal shift, which is also wild, but like you genuinely have to figure out what parts of your life that you want to bring into this new season and what parts you're okay with leaving behind. Like you meet every parent that, and you're just like, you know, they, you have to make a decision of like, am I going to be the traveling parent? That's like, I'm willing to put up with it because this is what I want. Or are you going to be the parent that's like, you know what? I used to love traveling. Just not going to happen right now. And like, you have to decide like what's worth fighting for in maintaining that person, you know, and what's, you're okay. Like I've become the becoming this new person now. And that's, I think, been the hardest of having those feelings and then (laughs) seeing this little human that you created and not like resenting them for the things you have to leave behind, Mm. which Mm -hmm. is a really crazy thing to feel, but it's not negative. It's like, like a human brain having to decide that like, I'm not going to miss the things I gave up because I also have this really incredible person. That's like my child. And a lot of that. It's just, it just feels like it's bargaining the whole time with your brain. You're like, what are you going to let me have right now? Like, are you going to let me be happy right now? Am I going to have to fight with you right now? It's just a lot. It's balancing everything. Uh, just wait till you get a little bit older. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because then that conversation actually happens out loud and not in your brain where you're like, seriously, Ser- we're going to have this conversation again? Really? Oh, okay. Great. See, I'm in the, I'm in the period where like, we're waiting for August to talk. He's really not Aww. doing that yet and he not should be like everybody goes on their own but like I'm like I am just I cannot wait until I'm frustrated with his words because I'm like I just want you to talk like what's going on and so yeah yeah I get it It, everything is like new and frustrating but then when you're not in it you're like I just can't wait and then you get in it and you're like I want to go back yeah Oh my goodness. It's just a wild ride, isn't it? It is. The whole thing. And then that identity, like losing self in like a motherhood, like where are you within the realm of I know. being a mother? Teresa, how many kiddos do you have? About 17. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have many, many children. <laughs> really? I have five. So have 17. Five. So 17. Okay, it feels like great. that some days. They're next door and I can hear them from here like, running and jumping and being so wild in there 
and banging on the wall, banging for mum. We can't hear like, it, which is great. I can't hear anything. I am so yeah. glad because I keep getting distracted by the bangs on the wall. I'm like, an yeah. hour, guys, just one hour. It's just <laughs> one hour, an hour that I step away. <laughs> See, I have a studio. I, uh, I had to go to a little office because I, between a dog and a baby and then the TV trying to calm all of them down, it's like. Your office is very cute. I watch it on your videos. Thank you. It's adorable. Thank I'm you. like, ah. Oh. I love it. It's so great. You have really great boundaries too. Oh. Like I, I, I watching your videos and stuff and just the way that you talk about certain things, I'm like, oh, I need better boundaries. Like of when I'm going to, I think I'm in this season right now where I'm like, where, when am I going to work and when I'm not going to work? And like when, when I shut off and like have quiet time for myself and I'm yeah. like, I really need to get better at my boundaries. <laughs> I think that you're, I think you're giving me more credit than I deserve. I think that like, <laughs> I think that I'm, I, the nature of my job is different than yours. I have a lot more control over, I think my schedule than maybe jobs mm -hmm. that you're doing have like more in the traditional entertainment or like shooting movies or shows, like all of that. It's like a very different external timetable and pressure that you're subject to that I'm not. I make what I, what I post and, mm. you know, except for like a branded situation, I have the ease of that. And so don't be like hard on yourself. It's like, <laughs> Thanks, you have, Elise. yeah, you have people that need you to respond at a certain time. I don't, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to work with you. Thank you. <laughs> One of your videos that like really stuck out to me was this video, um, that you, you posted about, um, Maybe it was like a, I actually think it was like a photo when you're talking about your husband and how he had been um, staying at home, like a stay at home dad for the last, it was like the year mark, right? Yeah. Okay. And that was m maybe recently. August, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So I thought that was amazing, first of all, that you were honoring the parent that like is staying home and taking oh, yeah. care of the baby. And by the way, like, why do not more partners do that and i mean sorry but also like men do that for the women that stay home and it, it was just so awesome that you put that out there and i was like i love her husband he's so great you know <laughs> the amount of times i'm asked like who watches my baby while i'm at work wow. is like unbelievable yes. i'm just like first of all his dad like, second of all, if it wasn't his dad, like someone, do you think I've just like locked him in a room with a bucket yeah. of water? Like, you're like, why does um, that it matter to you? Like, yes. But it does. It's just. How many dads get asked that question is what I want to know. Literally none. None. Zero. It blows my mind. I, I have so many people tell me like, okay, first of all, let me preface this by saying I am home way more than I would be if I worked a nine to five, like mm -hmm. way more. But then if I wasn't, that doesn't matter. But number two, like the amount of people that tell me I am missing big moments in my son's life because I work is just like, I can't even fathom Wait, saying that. Oh yeah. Who says this to you? People that just can't really understand like, well, these, they, okay. Because first of all, I don't I don't talk a lot about my son on my social media because yes. I want to protect him. So of that's just like a conscious decision I've made. And when I, I do, like we've pulled back, like we used to and now we don't. And like that's changed. So I think that people think that because they don't see him all the time, I'm just not with him. <laughs> like as if like <laughs> I can't just like not post a photo. And then but then when I am home, I think that I like I post about traveling and like 
I just don't know. I don't know where that comes from. And, and because like Sarah, what you were saying earlier of like, I don't play a character. I am myself online. There is no separation between what people see of me and what yes. they think I am like right. way less even than, than what someone sees as a character. Like people will oftentimes attribute your personality to a character, but it's so much beyond that. Like they, people genuinely feel like whatever they assume of me, of what I'm posting is like, Bible fact of who I am. And it can be really hard because when, when someone watches something that I post or say, and they misinterpret it, or, you know, Mm. they, um, think it's not true. Like, Oh my God, that's the number one like thing that someone could say that could just break my heart. Like Uh. not like send me into like depression. Like when someone's like this store, she's making this up because Uh. I just pride myself on the fact that like this stuff is real so yeah, when people like misunderstand or um, think that I'm lying, all of that, it's just big. Maybe we should spin that uh, narrative. And instead, if somebody says that, you can be like, all right, thanks. That means I'm a really amazing writer. Yeah. <laughs> it's so that crazy. Means- it's unbelievable. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I remember when I first started getting like known or whatever, and I was like, obsessed with there used to be this thing on imdb i don't know if you remember this sarah there was yep, the message I do. boards yep and i would i was like 19 i would go on the message boards and be like what do people think about me and would just start reading these things sometimes i would be in a hole for two hours crying this was before social media this was our first taste this is like reddit yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. But it's also like those horrible comments you get on, like, let's say the Daily Mail does an article on you. And then I'm like, I'll just scroll to the bottom and like abuse myself by reading these comments. Oh, no. And I, someone <laughs> Can't do that. much more famous than me was like, <laughs> what you've got to realize is that these are the people who are coming out here saying these things and attacking, like, oftentimes the ones that like need the most love they they're the ones who are like sitting in a place of some sort of self-loathing to start like attacking and being these warrior these warriors on the keyboard who feel like they can say anything that they would never say to your face and it's um gosh it's I'm such a little sensitive flower as well that I will sometimes read these things and be like (laughs) I am terrible I'm exactly if they hit the nail on the head (laughs) I will be devastated it's and it's really hard because like I mean, the majority of even what I see is very positive. Like 99% of it is just so kind, like overwhelmingly kind. I've had mm-hmm. like, I've had like celebrities reach out and be like, your comments are so kind. I think I would be a different person <laughs> if those were the kind of things I saw every day. And it's, it's beautiful. And then I think it makes that like 1% stick out even more because it's like, you yeah. just don't even expect it anymore. Right. And then when you see it, it just feels like a gut punch and it's, very easy for my mouth to say, like, I don't receive that, but I'm also not a robot. So like my heart yeah. will just be shattered into a million pieces. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't receive that. And Jonas yes. is like, what would you tell me if someone said it about me? And we we often flip it in that way. And it's Aww. just like, yeah. So it's, it's, it's wild. I think being online and learning the part you play in it and also to like try to just like push forward and know that like I'm making a difference. And so I have to take the bad with the good. Like I wouldn't be in this position if I wasn't meant to be. And so I can handle it and like you just go for it. And it, it can be, it can be a beautiful, good thing. And also it can be 
terrifying being online. And thank goodness, like most of it is, po- I mean, so much yeah. of it is positive. And what you're doing is so positive. I mean, there the is The ripple like, effect is incredible. Incredible. How you're affecting change in people's lives. There is this thing that you did about where you talked about bravery. You were like, you can't be um, brave without being afraid first, like taking a step and doing something. And by the way, do you watch Octonauts with your kid at all? Did your kid watch TV yet? Okay, so uh, he watches like YouTube, a lot of YouTube. Got it. Okay, yeah. so there's something called Octonauts, and it's so great. I love I'm it. Writing there's it like, down, honestly, it's amazing. My children love it. But Captain Barnacles from Octonauts totally says something like that. I remembered one day I heard you talking about it, and then I heard Captain Barnacles on my TV being like, "You can't be brave without being afraid first or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> he has a, a horrible accent that I'm trying to pull out there, which I'm that just was really, really good, bad at. honestly. You're known for your accent, Sarah, especially your Australian. <laughs> you guys know that I got the accent since down <laughs> so he like says that and I was like yeah you know I was like exactly because I've spent so much of my life like yes I do things that put me out in in front of people um but I'm scared when I do it and I try to tell my kids you know like taking that step like that's what makes you brave when you stand up for that friend at school and you know somebody's being mean to someone and you step forward and you say hey that's not okay you were afraid to say that but you were that's so brave of you to do that, you know? And so I see that when you made that video and you talked about that, and then I see like, there's so much that you can take from that and teach to children, to parents, like the ripple of that, exactly what you're saying, Teresa, is like the ripple effect is so positive and so good. And, um, and I think it's like that it's amazing. So do you, what helps you in those moments of fear to actually like take that take that leap? Like how, how do you? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I, I think that a lot of people often wonder like, um, why are you doing this? Like <laughs> you are, <laughs> you were like terrified all the time. Like, why are you subjecting yourself to this? And, um, I, it's funny. So I, the, I could like say three different videos right now, but the one where it's like, you can't be, you know, brave without being afraid came after the one where I was, people were like, how do you manage your nerves? And I'm like, I don't, mm. I just like do it scared. So that kind of theme came from um, one time. So I've always struggled with anxiety and I was on medication for a long time as a child. And then I had a therapist, I got a new therapist and it was like a guy that sat in for somebody I usually go to. And usually like you, I wouldn't go to that. It's like, if I'm not connected to a person, I'm not going to see a stranger. Right. But I just was like, Ugh, I'm just going to go. And I was in high school and um, no, I'm sorry. I was in my first year of college and does, that doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I, I, I get I so care. distracted. I'm, I'm noting it. I'm okay. noting it. Um, <laughs> I wrote it down. So I get so fixated on things that literally don't matter. That's okay. Um, and I, yeah, so I remembered my biggest fear was going on a freeway. I like was terrified of going on a freeway and he, our therapy session happened in the car on the freeway. And I, my biggest fear was that I was going to crash a car on the freeway and like be unalived and a bunch of people around me and I would have literal <laughs> panic attacks about it. And it just was really bad. And I remember my brother saying he struggled with something like that too. So I was like, it's just in our DNA. Like I'm never getting over it. And so this therapist took me on the freeway and I'm thinking he's going to like teach me that I'm not going to have a panic attack on the freeway. And he goes, okay, have a panic attack. And I was like, excuse me? And he's like, (laughs) okay, let yourself have a panic attack. And it's like, you want me to give myself a panic attack on a freeway? (laughs) And he goes, yep. And then I'm going to teach you how you can get off the freeway, mid panic attack, park your car and finish. And it was like, 
life-changing for me. Like, oh my god! Genuinely, like changed my life in so many more ways than one. Not just the being able to get on a freeway to go places, but that idea of like how I feel sometimes does not matter. It matters, but it doesn't. It doesn't mean I'm not safe. It like I can yes. feel things deeply and still get something done that I really have to get done. And it like was a separation of feeling and decision for me that I always have remembered. And so I use that memory now, like when I, like to check my emails, like I <laughs> yeah. hate emails. If Same. you need to get a hold of me, don't like, don't, don't text me. me, don't email <laughs> me. I won't see it. But like, I just get so fearful of checking stupid things like that. And uh, I use the same memory. I'm like, my feeling about it doesn't actually mean I can't do it. I just need to clock that and go, okay, we're doing it anyways. And I don't know if many people connect that. Like you can, I don't know. And it sounds so obvious saying it, but I will just never forget this thing I feared the most that this person was like, okay, you're still going to have to get off the freeway and you're going to be fine. So yeah, I, that's kind of where that idea comes from. And so now I, I have recognized the purpose that I have in this new career. And every time, like every single time I have, I get to do things that are so scary, like huge opportunities that people wait their whole lives for. You mean like getting on stage and singing the way that you did with that? Um, oh my gosh, when you got it, I saw some video oh, of you. Rector? Oh my gosh. <gasps> Crazy. I was scared of going because I knew I was going to meet him. Uh, amazing. Dude. Um, your voice is, get your out of here. Bonkers. It's bonkers. <laughs> I want to buy all your albums. I know. Your voice is crazy. Thank you. So on that stage where you like <sighs> I was I was shaking so bad I actually couldn't stand still or else you would <laughs> see my knees shaking. Like it was like I couldn't feel or see anything. I I, by the way, knew I was getting up for the encore, so oh I God. didn't even enjoy the whole rest of oh the, con the concert, but like in a good way. Like yes. I will just never, yes. I enjoyed it, but the whole time I was just thinking like, oh my God, okay, seven more songs. Okay, five yes. more songs. <laughs> and like, it just, it was, it was, it, it was a lot. And yeah, it's those moments where I'm like, I have to look at it as if like I'm an 80-year-old woman looking back on my life. I have to. I have to see it like yeah. that. Like that Elise would be so mad if I didn't do this right now. And like yeah. there are moments I've felt like have been redeemed, like things I've said no to that I feel like come back where I'm like, I didn't think I'd get to say yes to this again. And I am, but that's rare. You cannot count on that. And so True. I'm trying really, really hard to just like remember to be like brave to remember to like say yes and let my feet kind of follow. Um, but it's really hard Beautiful to remember lesson. when you're like, no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I had a panic attack on Conan and it was oh right as, cause I say no to talk shows. I hate them. I hate them. I cannot tell you how much I hate them. Like even the moment I see it in my email being like, um, da -da -da -da, talk show. I, 
just cannot handle public don't speaking. It's, yeah. I'm just like, no, I don't want, do I have to? And this one was like, this one, you have to, you have to do that. Is it like your publicist sending it to you or? It's my publicist and my okay. agents being like, oh my gosh, we've booked Conan. Like, this is a big deal, blah, blah, blah. So I remember <laughs> like not sleeping explosive diarrhea like yeah. three oh, yeah. days before like, like just so nervous yeah. like unbelievably yeah, right. scared and then I got there and I was like like not even a human being can't even talk to anyone um and then I you know how you you get a story and you know that they're gonna set you up for the story for you to retell yeah. that story okay I, I've never been in this situation. Okay, well, it's going to happen to you really soon. And Very soon. They, you have your story that you know that they're going to lead you into. So you end up speaking to this producer beforehand and they you tell them a bunch of stories and they're like, this one's funny, that one's funny. These are the two stories that we're going to go with. So and they're like, like the okay. rest is not funny. Like, okay. So retell it exactly the way that you did is yeah. what they say. And that's what they want you to do. So I knew like, okay, Conan, I'm talking about the koalas and how koalas are <laughs> dangerous. And I'm, so I'm sitting there like oh tr- my squeezing God. my butt, like trying so hard, like not to like <laughs> oh expose diary over. And he, he starts talking to me and I feel the entire room just be like, ooh, like wrap around mm. me. And I go <sighs> blank, like no. staring, just blank, like ugh. Like nothing happens. And he's like. I am Googling this after just so you know. I know, know. me too. You, please Google it. Um, oh Shannon Sossman has an epic one on a talk show as well. And I remembered in that moment seeing her having the panic attack on her talk show. And I was like, it's happening to me right now. In real now. time. This is happening. You just scream like koalas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? My. <laughs> You can see the fear in my eyes. You see it. And I'm like, and it just sort of stumbles out of me and I start saying the story. It's not great. It's not a curated version of the story. It's not that funny. He saves me in every single possible way that he can. Yeah, he like, he's amazing. He just makes it really light and la la. And no one knew. I walked off the stage and I was like, oh, I need to vomit. Oh my God, that was the worst thing. I'm never doing that again. And my manager was like, that was great. You did great. I was like, do you not realize what happened to me up there? Do you not realize? Can you tell watching back? Like, could you see I can tell. it happening? I see okay. it happening to me. And then, and by the way, it felt like it was happening over a course of 10 minutes. Like, and oh, it was this is just me. But it's such a short little pause. But I've forever been terrified. And hearing you say this, I'm like, I can do it. I can I can just be scared and I can just go yeah. and do it and it's yeah. going to be okay and I'm going to yeah. say yes. It might not be good, but it <laughs> yes. will happen. That's and true. that's it like all you really can control. So, yeah, that's yeah. Exactly right. I can't wait to look back. Yeah, I've not I've I've been lucky where I've not done anything live. Like the only live stuff I've done has been like podcasts that generally get edited, like I think. And uh it's it's like yeah, the idea of going on live television. I don't think Kat's probably my publicist is probably listening, going like she's forgetting seventeen things she's done, <laughs> and I am. That's what happens. By the way, Kat, uh, I would really love to see Elise on Saturday Night Live. So oh I'm just gonna put that out into the world right That's now. Sorry, Kat hears me say that almost every day. So it's- oh my god, <laughs> she knows. <laughs> 
I mean, you would just crush. It would be so amazing. I would love to see it. I grew up watching uh, Saturday Night Live, um, like all the classics, and I have like all of the best of, you know, Uh, tapes at my house. And I just actually, I don't know if I can keep this in, but you probably can. I just talked to Kevin Nealon on my podcast that will be coming out (gasps) in a couple weeks. Oh my gosh. I love him, by the way. Oh, the whole time I talked to him, I was just thinking like, my dad's not going to believe me when I try to tell him this happened. <laughs> and I'm also trying to not say that in the interview because I don't want him to feel like I'm like, right. my dad would love this. Like, right, oh right, my God. Right. So much. Like, I'm like, I'm, this is like the best thing I've ever done. And it's just, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Do you just think, what is this life? What is this life? Like some days, yeah. do you just think that? Oh, every time, every day, every life, all of the every, lives. Every I life, don't, all the lives. Yeah. You've had so many lives in your one life. Yeah. <laughs> so many lives in your one life. Speaking of your podcast, by the way, I listened to your podcast uh, today <gasps> oh and it God. was amazing. <laughs> oh and there's so many. So it's so, it's done so well. Oh, by it's the like, way. it's I've, good. I can't even di- lie to you. It's so good. That <laughs> thing that you were talking about where you're like, I was sitting on my floor with all my team there and I'm just like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. Like, forget it. Like this is done. And then you got the sample of the podcast and then you guys listened to it and you were like, oh my God. It's the reason I had a moment like this. I actually had so much anxiety that I did not sleep the entire night leading up to our podcast launching. And I was, I'd already heard, I mean, we went through and we were doing a lot of the edits. And so and we edited, like we went back and forth about things a million times because our first episode was so long that we were trying to trim it down. And so I was so afraid that that night I just stayed up in this anxiety spiral, spiral, spiral. And I was like, oh my God, what am I doing to myself? And then it's like, it went on into the world and I felt like I was holding my breath. And then, you know, her and I are talking and we're like, wait, it's actually really funny and cute. And like, (laughs) moms are loving it. And people are actually like telling us that they love the podcast and and they like that we're friends. And we're like, we're just friends talking because this is what we've done our whole lives as, you know, being moms. And so it's, um, it was so, it felt so good, but I had such a moment listening to your podcast today that I was like, oh my God, I know what that feels like. It's a commitment too. It's like a commitment. podcasts are not, it, this is the first thing I've ever done and launched where when it's launched, it's not over. Yes. Like everything I've ever created, <laughs> once it's live, you're like, next See, thing. No. Like that was yeah. great. <laughs> and now it's, it was, it was a bizarre day yesterday. So yesterday was yeah. the day it launched and it, it like, it's weird too. Cause I'm not doing anything in person with this. Like there's yes. never an in-studio thing. Everyone is in different States. And right. like, it was this very weird mix of so much excitement and relief and also like so I think it was the first time I've ever been like lonely in this job. And which is a weird thing because I'm genuinely such an introvert that like, I am grateful everything is remote. It was the first time I think I've missed human interaction in this whole process where I was like, I wish I was like in an office where we had like a pizza party that was like dumb and I wanted to leave the whole time. Like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> exactly. I wish we would have done that. The lunch party that your husband threw the you? The lunch, yes. 
I was like, I love him so much. He is so sweet. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing that that he did that. By the way, that was your party. <laughs> he, what's funny is he brought that over and then he he was helping around the office and, and left to go pick up August from Grandma and Grandpa's. And, and then I was like just working, you know, up at the office alone. I'm here alone. And it was just a weird feeling. I went home and like, it launched at like 2 a.m., like in the middle of the night. So like, it, you know, it's like uploaded for 24 hours and like goes live. Yeah, yeah. And I just remembered like, it's so good. And I can say that confidently and not sound like an asshole because like, I am not the only one working on it. Like there is so many talented people that are yeah. like sound designing it and editing and like it's producing. So well. and, oh, yeah. it's just like, I am one piece of many like vehicles for this podcast yes. to be created. And like, I'm so proud of it. And it was just this really beautiful be. thing in the morning where I was like excited. And I feel I sound like such an asshole saying this. Like, No, you do not. No, you don't. I so appreciated that moment in the podcast when you stopped and you were like, wait, this is really good. And I'm yeah. proud of it. And by the way, you guys, for everybody out there, whatever it is that you are doing and working on, when you have that moment where you're like, wow, this is good. What I did is yeah. good. Like be proud of it and, yeah. and, and honor that um, yes, because 100%. it's really hard to, to write things, to create things, to um, get up on stage and give a speech that you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't completely fall apart. Like yeah. all of the, you know, and then also juggling being a mother as oh, well yes. in amongst all of that. Like we should be patting ourselves on the back. I love that. I think that as a creative person, like you, are definitely your own worst critic. Yeah. And then and then it's hard to celebrate things because you think of like the ways that you could have done it differently. Mm -hmm. But then also you you hit so many high highs and so many low lows when you're a creative person in the creative process that by the time something finishes, you forget what it's like to hear it with fresh ears too. So like I it's like something clicked in me too like when it launched and then yesterday morning I was in the car listening to it. I've heard this these episodes a hundred times. Like it sounds very different in the car, doesn't it? Oh yeah. But then, but then too, like <laughs> no, my mind knowing p other people are listening to this. Now you yeah. listen to it as if you've never heard it. And it was just this very, I just started like weeping, like literally there's like so I many decisions that. have been made creatively that have become what it is now. And I am so proud. And I'm also yeah. so scared and overwhelmed that I have to do this like 43 more times. Like It's just, it's just I crazy. Because once you commit to it, I was thinking about that, Sarah, I was like, once you commit to it, it's every yeah. single week you yeah. are putting it out and then you are posting about it. And you do, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. So well done. And we are like avid users of Chartable. What's that? Yeah, watch out. It's your new obsession. Yeah, watch out. Because <laughs> I've been told, like, okay, because we, as business owners, I'm like somebody who like feels like I need like to control things. So oh, yeah. I need to, I need to see all the stuff. Like I want to know, like in Shopify, I go behind the scenes, and I'm like, okay, who's buying what, and where do they live, and okay, yeah, all this same. stuff. And it's it's like a, a control thing. So you feel like you have some control over something. It's like being like owning a business. That's not that's like normal. I wouldn't be embarrassed about that. <laughs> it's completely out of your control. All of yeah. that. Yeah. You just feel yeah. like you have control because you get to see it. And so when you're doing a podcast, you really don't get to see any of that. None of it. You're like, okay, I kind of see that it's up in the charts, but like, I don't. Oh, see, no, I asked for all that info. Oh, amazing. Yeah, no, I'm like, give me all the data. <laughs> 
You're like, give it to me. For those of us who don't have all the data, <laughs> um, there's something called Chartable and it's like, it combines everything from everywhere and it oh, kind of cool. shows you your graph and like where you are and what you're doing. And so of course we checked yours right away and you're oh like, my God. boom, all off the way the to the stratosphere. Off the and we stratosphere. Were like, Dude. Look straight to the top. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Yeah. I Epic. I like respect you guys so much. Honestly, it's kind of meta that we're talking about a podcast on a podcast. On a and podcast. I'm like, I don't I'm know sorry, if that's but... everyone's niche, but like <laughs> I am, I'm it's all I'm really talking about at the moment. It's I'm living and breathing this. And so it's just cool. It's cool to talk to people that are going through it. And like being a parent while doing all of these things sometimes feels impossible. Like we get to bathroom yes. every night and I'm just like I don't even remember what I did today. And yeah. and you, then you feel like guilt because you're just like, am I actually present when I'm with my kid? Am I doing things right in my job? And then they go down and you're like, I miss them. You know, all, yeah. all of it. You just feel so many things. And like, I don't know. I just feel so overwhelmingly grateful that somehow we made it and we're doing it. And like, we also like my son's alive and loves us and is a great person. And I'm just like, how are we doing this? How are we making this work? And yeah, it just feels like a day-to-day thing. It's crazy. You're so amazing. I think every parent goes through that where they feel that at like, you know, bath time, especially and when you're putting them down at night. And then I go like, was I like, did I ask enough questions at dinner? And like, did I, you know, like when I picked them up from school, I was kind of zoned out because I was thinking about like this and that, whatever. Like I should have talked a little bit more. Like we Mm -hmm. we do that where we go through it, but like they feel the love they do. We're not always going to be like asking all the questions and fully, fully doing all the things that we, you know, it's not always ice cream cone day, you know? And Sarah, how old are your kids again? I have a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and uh, just turned two-year-old. I know, I have a nine-year-old, you guys. I just turned 39, so... um, yeah. Well, first of all, that's why I'm not on TikTok because I'm 39. And uh, that was something that came way that later. That doesn't matter. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My dad's on TikTok. You can be on TikTok. <laughs> oh, I know. No, no, no. I know. Everybody's doing it now. And I'm like, I don't know if I can fit one more thing in my like brain capacity and what, that's what I'm doing. But it's so awesome. And I, get, I love that I get to see it you know, through like Instagram and everything, but nine years old, dude, you're just like going for it. And the two, just that age range is just like, and I want one more. (gasps) Yay. How? Okay. I, I need to know how, like, how do you do two? Oh, two is, was the biggest jump. I think it is the biggest jump. I felt like that was the biggest jump. However, let me tell you this. This is amazing. Yeah, because Teresa has five kids, so. Well, yeah, I do have five. Um, But the one to two jump was bigger. However, once the second baby is around 15 months old, all of a sudden it's almost like you don't have any because they are off as a little gang doing their thing, thing. not Mm -hmm. pulling you in all places. Like, let's do arts and crafts. Let's do play. Let's build the blocks. All of a sudden they have their built-in bestie. Do you mean when the youngest is 15 months or oldest? Yeah, when When the youngest. youngest. Oh, youngest. Okay. So that first year Mm -hmm. and like three months I found quite challenging. But then all of a sudden I was like, what about me? Like, (laughs) guys, I'm still here. And they became the best friends. And that is just the way it has been in our family. That's really cool. I think the sibling thing is amazing. And I also felt like I ended up having more time for my husband because all of a sudden, like, 
my first and my second are occupied and they have each other. Wow. See, that's not a dynamic I would have expected, but it makes sense. It totally same. But the, that first year, I don't know if you felt the same way, Sarah, is a juggle. Oh, yeah. It's just like, oh, my God, you've got the baby in the carrier and your toddler still needs you and you're running around being like, who am I? And you feel a lot of guilt. I mean, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm also speaking for how many people have written into us and said they feel a lot of guilt is that like you feel guilty when you have a new baby and then your other one that's like two or three years old is like wanting you and you're sort of going back and forth between the two of them and you're like, oh, and then all of a sudden you start to see and you realize like what you've given them is this major gift and it's a sibling that they'll have forever. That's like their partner, their person that's going to go through all the things in life with them. And then you're like, how do I stop doing this? Cause it's great. And then the third one comes <laughs> into the mix and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, I don't know how you felt at number three Tez. But it was like the it was like an angel baby came down you and landed in my arms. You have to be lying to me. I I'm just not, you, I no. feel like you're lying. <laughs> How is that I'm possible? <laughs> like, oh my gosh! Because one and two are like doing their thing and playing together and That's doing right. their thing, and so then you have another baby, and you're like, the pregnancy's easier than it was the second time. Is hard. Oh hard. It was the hardest one. Yes, for same. me was having the second baby, and then once we got past year one. Then I was like, whoa, like this is amazing. And then I really wanted to have a third. And, and then, then they just have each other. My fourth. That's right. Or my fifth with my stepson. She is just off in the gang with the little crew. And I'm just looking yeah. at the four of them together. And then so my eight and a half year old is like looking out for my 13 month old. And I'm like, what have we created? This is so yeah. rad. My hubby and I said it yesterday. We were just looking at them off running together as a pack. And I was like, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I don't think I've ever felt this happy in my entire life. And it's just like this, just them running in a field together makes me so happy. Can I ask like, how you guys knew you were ready for number two if you had planned that? Absolutely. We couldn't be more open about this stuff. <laughs> I was ready like when the baby was six months old. Are you serious? <laughs> Sarah's always said I wasn't ready until my babies were two, but I was ready quite early, I would say. But I'm sort of a weirdo um, yes. and it's quite abnormal. It's only because I saw my nana and my nana had eight back to back to back to back to back. So that's what I really wanted. Yeah. Um, but I had a loss in between. So then my age gap was a little bit bigger. Um, but it ended up just ultimately falling into the most like perfect place and dynamic for our family. But I would say I felt ready in my body, like my body. It was about my body, um, having energy again getting back to myself, feeling like I didn't constantly have someone on me and I wasn't always like meeting their needs 24-7. Once that yeah. sort of dwindles a little bit and you're like, oh, they're kind of this little person off in the world and they're independent, like I think that's a really nice time to be like, oh, should we open up the conversation? How did you not want to like cling on to that? Because you just got it back. Was there no part of you that was like, great, never again? Or were you genuinely like, I'm ready, let's go? <laughs> I guess logically I was like, I want to get – I want to have my season of like little children. So if mm. I do that kind Smart. of quick succession, then I that's my season and we just sort of move with the season. They get older Smart. now. I've got the older kids together. So I, I guess I didn't want to space it out too much. Um, and 
that's the way it worked for me. But Sarah, yours was a little bit different. Like you've got a little bit bigger age gaps and you were like, no, I didn't feel ready till they were older. Yeah, I didn't. I, I spread it out more. Like I have like a my um daughter and my son, uh, my my first and my second are three years apart. And then my um second and my third are four years apart. And uh, I really, until the moment I was like, okay, it's time, I really didn't feel um, ready. And I also felt very much like, especially just mainly, I think a lot of it has to do with breastfeeding for me because I breastfed um, my son until he was two and I breastfed my daughter until she was three. So those that felt like my body wasn't my body for so yeah. long. And I just felt like, I just really wanted my like, this top half of me back, you know, like I just did. And so as soon as that I figured out how to transition them off of the boob, then I was like, whoo. And I had like a couple weeks of like, okay, my boobs are my boobs again. And um, I knew I wanted to have another one, but it was like all of a sudden I started to like step into Oh yeah, I could do this again. Okay, yeah. No, I think I'm I might be there. And you know what? I've done every single time is I'm like, well, I mean, I guess I could try it and you know, it is like 10 months before the baby comes out, so I have a lot of time to like get myself to the place where I'm ready cuz you know, <laughs> pregnancy is so long and you don't know that until you have one the first time. It's literally the longest. It's forever. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, well, I'll just give it a shot. And then I got pregnant immediately um, the second time. And so then I was like, well, I was sort of ready, but now I've got, you know, nine months to pre- get really get myself there. Yeah. And I was ready to go. And then by the time for my third, I had a pregnancy loss in between. And so once the pregnancy loss happened, I couldn't have been more like, I want a baby. <laughs> you oh know, my gosh, so I yeah. just like wanted it so bad. But um, but yeah, I mean, I like to spread it out because I really like for me, I like the time with each one of them when they're little. And then um, but everybody's different. And I mean, it's yeah. like just, you know, and I really didn't get myself there until I was like, well. I think I'm there. Yeah. It's so fascinating that you guys have such different stories between yourselves, like with motherhood and having new (laughs) babies and like, they could not be more different in the way you guys approach that. But it's like, so I just think it's wild. Like for me, I, I, we get asked all the time, like, do you guys want to have another baby? And I think that if we do, it's just going to kind of be the thing where it's like absolutely not until yes. Yes. And like, you know what I mean? I just don't think there's going to be a point of me that's like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it was, and the thing, the reason I say that is because the postpartum was just so hard, it will be much more difficult for me to make the decision to go to two because I understand. I was so naive when we had our first where I was like, I just didn't know much, you know, and you can't, there are things you just can't know until you're going through it. And I just have to be sure, like, I would much, I I want to give August to siblings so bad because I was one of four, three older brothers and they're my best friends. But like, I also, when I was born, like, it wasn't good. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the home I went was in was like, mm, maybe we didn't have to do that. Like, yeah. And so I just want to make sure like he, August has everything he needs or like yes. other baby would have everything they need. And me and Jonas are like the best, you know, like yes. best friends, great relationship, great on our own minds. Like our minds are well. And like, I think that's hard. It's scary. Cause you just have to 
a lot of trust, just so much trust. Like, I don't know, I hope it works out. And those things are such an ebb and flow anyway, you know, yeah. like there's seasons of your life where I look back, I, I literally look back to this time where I was, I was shooting a movie in Atlanta and and when I say Atlanta, my voice goes really southern, doesn't it? Atlanta. I was shooting a movie in Atlanta, and uh, and and my son was like a year and a half or whatever, and it, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago, my nine year old, but um, it was so long ago, and I I was just talking to some friends from that film, and I was like, wow, like I feel like I've grown up so much in my relationship, in my life, and like. You know, I was 33 then, and that feel, that feels like I was an adult, you know, But the, yeah. and I had a kid, but now I feel so different. Like, Eric and I have grown exponentially in our relationship, and it's gotten so much deeper, and we really, truly have learned to communicate in such a different way um, through the course of having all, you know, multiple children, yeah. and so... I think it's also okay, like the ebb and flow is okay and the constant working on it. And when you have a good foundation, then you're, you know, setting yourself up for something that um, is going to be amazing. And having, bringing more kids into the fold, it's like scary at first. And, you know, I had struggled in my postpartum, um, but I, I say this and I'll say it a million times over, therapy is oh, great. Big fan. <laughs> yeah, have to get in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did not have enough of it because of COVID, and it was like big fan. Yes, ten yeah. out of ten therapy. Ten out of ten, all day long. Pregnancy, no pregnancy therapy. Therapies, so good. I gotta say to you, I really hope one day I get to hear you on an album, um, because I would love to listen to your voice. I have a couple out. If you, you ever want to listen, yeah, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I am writing another one, so it'll it'll be soon. Ah, uh, amazing. You are one of the most impressive people I think I've I ever spoken to. Oh my gosh. I think you're so remarkable and thank you so much. So much wisdom. For being so generous. And your podcast, everybody Everybody check out Elise's podcast. I mean, everybody kind of already is, but just for <laughs> those true. people Everyone's that like, are yeah. on our podcast that haven't heard it yet, they're like, hello. <laughs> yeah, we listened to it right before this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you guys, for those five people that haven't, that are listening to like my Aunt Donna in Kentucky. Hey, Aunt Donna, <laughs> check Hi, Aunt out. Donna. <laughs> <laughs> check out Elise's podcast because it's great. And I especially loved listening to the one with Lance Bass because I love Lance. and. Oh, it was so funny and so great. And he's just a special human. And I'm so happy for them that they have um, their babies. And they're so sweet. Oh my, it was so good talking to you. I'm so grateful I got to do this today. Thank you so much for giving us your precious time. We know you don't have a lot of it and you gave some of it to us. So thank you so much. Thank of you. Of course. I'm going to go home now and eat some dinner and do bath time. Oh, yes. Oh, beautiful heaven. Enjoy. And you guys have been listening to The Mother Days. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Elise Myers, we love you so much. We'll be forever fans. Thank you. Thank you for love being you on our show. Of course. <laughs>